Welcome to the Words of Heart podcast. In this episode, we dive into a topic or story pertaining to mental health. This episode is accompanied with video and audio. However you choose to listen to this episode, sit back, relax, open your hearts and minds. So without further ado, let's get into the episode. everyone welcome to another episode of the words of art podcast i am your host Dion sanchez and joining me in this particular episode is christina stanton yes is it right yeah <laughs> i'm always worried about messing up the last names of my guests um, but thank you for joining me christina thanks for having me on of course of course um if you could kick things off by letting my audience know a bit about you, that would be great. Sure. So I am, my name is Christina Ray Stanton. I'm 52 years old and originally from Florida, but I moved to New York City in 1993 when I was 23 to try my luck on the Broadway stage. And I've lived there ever since and ended up just kind of falling in from one career to another, as I just enjoyed trying on different things and exploring different aspects of, of, of all the passions that I have. So I've been a licensed New York City tour guide since 1995. I am a writer. I've written two books and I think 50 articles that have been published. I have been running um, our missions program at our church for um, 12 years. So yeah, I'm just kind of one of those little bit of this, little bit of that, but more than anything, I love people and I love, um, I love broken people and I feel that I understand them because I've had some, some crazy stuff that has happened to me in my life. And I feel that, um, somebody going through something, um, horrible in their lives, I feel like we, we have something in common and I feel that we, you know, I have an instant kind of sisterhood and I just have a desire to, to help people who are, who are going through trials because we all go through them 
and I've gone through a few myself and, um, that it, it stems out of my love for, for people. Awesome. And I truly admire you for that because, um, I'm a Christian. So my faith is very important to me as well. And I just love helping others. And I find my own podcast to be like a therapeutic outlet for those who are struggling and need some type of light in their lives, if that makes sense. I think again, we all, we're all broken. We all go through tough times. No one is spared from it. Yeah. And I feel like in this world, the more we reach out to each other and help each other through is, is really how we get through. I mean, faith is so important, but our, uh, our faith tells us to help you know, be a gap and, 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 and a bridge to help others from, from, um, calamity to, to wholeness again, and just to be a friend. And so that's where my faith uh, really um, uh, speaks into my life and my actions because people have helped me through life myself and out of, you know, an abundance of appreciation for people who have loved on me and have helped me. I, I'd like to, 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 to pay it forward for others. Awesome. So <laughs> I don't know how to turn that off. I'm sorry. No, no it's completely fine. <laughs> it's part of the old school of technology. Um, so, um, you mentioned how you love to help broken people because again, we're all broken in our own ways and it is innate. I feel it's enabled in us to help everyone because no one should have to go through anything alone. Do you mind sharing a bit about how you've any, uh, again, you don't have to, again, I want my guests to be completely comfortable as possible, but um, do you mind sharing a bit about your own struggles as far as? Sure. You know, I, when I, growing up, I felt that there was, there was a lot of trauma in the household. Um, my, my sister and my parents and myself, we, we kind of were all lo- locked in our own battles and we changed alliances with each other and our, our families weren't close. And I, I feel like I started out life with, with a sense of, um, it's a battle and, and you gotta be in it for yourself and you make it happen and nobody's going to be there for you. So you just have to be your own best friend. And, you know, I just kind of, I, I just feel like I, I approached life with, with my dukes up, so to speak. I moved to New York for fun reasons. I wanted to, to see if I could become an actress and, and I, I wanted the challenge of a large city. I came from a small one, fell in love with New York city right off the bat. But um, right after I found, found my Prince Charming, found this wonderful man that just um, loved me and, and um, you know, from the get-go was helping me to see life in, in different terms than how I grew up. Uh, we faced 9-11. We, we lived six blocks away from the Twin Towers. We um, were homeless for a few weeks. We watched the the plane go into the second tower. It blew us back into our apartment, knocked us out on our living room floor. It was this crazy scene. We ran on 24 flights. We tried to evacuate the island. We're covered of the island of Manhattan. We're covered with dust and debris. And we really thought that we were going to die that morning. We said goodbye to each other. And I remember thinking that, uh, wow, life has just started for me. I was 31. I had just found love. I just found something I believed would anchor me and would provide a stable source of love and something I felt like I didn't have growing up. And it was about to be taken from me and, and my life was about to be taken from me. And I thought, gosh, I was all that for that. Wow. What a short kind of, um, um, 
a non-exemplary life and, and it's over. So when we did survive and we finally got back into our apartment and started to rebuild our lives, I just realized that, you know, I, um, up to my 31 years, I, I really, I needed therapy. I needed to work out some, some old stuff and to work out new stuff. New stuff was PTSD and, and it was just feeling like the world was against me. And so all the things that happened in my childhood, 9-11 had just kind of exacerbated. And I just felt like, wow, I just feel so alone at this wonderful man, but I, I just don't, I don't understand life. I'm, I'm tired. I'm, I'm already 31. So therapy really, really helped. And also um, finding, finding my faith um, really helped as well. And to realize there's a bigger picture than me. There's a bigger answer than me. There's a bigger, um, um, I was placed on this earth to, to help others. And that, that I didn't, I didn't need to, to look for love under every rock. I, I had love and I had love in a higher power. And so it really just um, changed my life and changed my perspective. And uh, so I felt like a lot of my anger and, and my dukes being up all the time kind of just kind of went away. And I had a different purpose and a different uh, mission and, and a new love for people and in a new sense of peace. And um, so my husband and I both actually worked for our church and um, um, our, our whole lives really changed. We went again um, from being all about us to all about others. And then, you know, 20 years later, we both get COVID. And uh, in those early days, you know, March, 2020, and I was hospitalized twice. And uh, the second time the doctor told me that I had about a 50% chance of surviving. And part of it was because our health has been compromised due to the dust and debris that we breathed in on 9-11. So one calamity really made the second one much worse. And, you know, but it was interesting facing this life-threatening illness was such a different experience than facing um, a life-threatening situation 20 years earlier at 9-11. At this point, you know, I had my faith to fall back on. I had, um, I had a, a peace that I didn't have when I was 31. And, you know, in a way I was ready to go. I just wanted to, um, you know, go well and go strong and not be bitter and angry. But it was uh, just interesting going through that COVID experience. And it, especially as now when I have some hindsight uh, comparing those two calamities and how I handled it and, and, and you know, how, how my faith breathed into how, how I was able to process those situations. And so here I am still alive and still feeling, you know, grateful to be here and still on a mission to, you know, make each, each day count really. Absolutely. And I truly admire you for holding on both sides of the lens, if you will, when it comes to that really tragic event 20 years ago at 9-11 and then this own historic virus which unfortunately has affected many of us and still affecting us um about two years into it and I just love that how you use your faith as an anchor to get through it and to persevere and prevail during this situation and I applaud you truly because many people have not adapted or have used their faith or anything really to help them through this well, when push comes to shove and your world, you have to adjust to a new normal and your world comes crumbling down. It's what you've built your life on 
is how you're going to face it. And if you build your life on things that, you know, don't have any stability, that don't last, that isn't, um, isn't a, a bigger, a bigger power than you, isn't something, a bigger purpose, a bigger calling than your individual wants and needs, then, then potentially it might be a, a hard situation to weather. And I, you know, at 52 years old, I'll be honest, I've, I've seen friends of mine who really became bitter when they went through different things. And you've heard of that meme that says, you know, uh, you're either going to become better or become bitter. And I, I have definitely seen people become bitter and I understand why it's, but it's, it's up to each one of us to decide what we're going to build our lives on where we're going to build, let's say our houses on, is it going to be a house built on sand? Is it going to be a house built on rock? And we all, we all make those decisions. And I feel like I'm sounding kind of condescending Mm. things that, that, that I've gone through were definitely informed by, um, yeah, by, by trauma and, and realizing how short life is. And, you know, we all have choices every single day and don't, don't even think I've, I have bad days too. You know, when I didn't leave, you know, the COVID experience unscathed and I didn't leave nine 11 unscathed. And there are some days I feel I go to the dark side, but I always know that it's a choice, you know, it's a choice, whether it's, it's how you look at it, you know, better or better. And, um, and it's, it's, it's harder as you get older, you know, to, to really make those distinctions. You know, I think it's even harder to see that I've chosen, a person has chosen a bitter path because you just become a little jaded. But at the end of the day, you know, it really is between those two choices, better or better. Absolutely. It does all come down to a choice. And for you, use your faith to help you get through this. And I, again, I applaud you for that. Um, just to give you a little insight into me, as far as my thoughts on the pandemic and how it really affected me and my own experience specifically um January 2020 I feel is when it really got worse or the brunt of it and we all wanted to hate 2020 and I completely understand that but for me personally um I got diagnosed with diabetes in 2020 Hmm. and many people would take pity and find that to be absolutely awful um quite frankly it was hard for even my family to accept this news but um for myself personally and somewhat correlation to what you used your faith for I used it my diagnosis as a blessing from God as a way of giving my life more purpose and giving me a chance to continue living my life because if I hadn't been diagnosed, I could have died. That's the skeleton. And it was real. And it was absolutely horrible. I was just probably in the darkest phase of my life. And my own faith was personally shaken. I knew God was doing something, but I didn't know what he was going to do. And I didn't know if his plan was going to come in time for me, because I could have turned into dust. Yet, I didn't turn into dust and, um, and I'm sure you're familiar with what I'm about to quote right now, but, um, it's the best metaphor and analogy I can come up with. Um, Jesus Christ was literally on death row and God resurrected him from the dead. And that's basically what he did through me, through my diagnosis, um, his love in the Testament of my faith was truly, truly revealed in that moment and to think that would be two years next month since all of that happened to me during this virus which again my heart goes out to everyone that's been affected um but to be diagnosed with anything during this 
but brings its own foreseen um, anxieties and fears. But um, God gave me this diagnosis as a blessing and I've managed to acclimate and adjust to it um, smoothly than I'm sure I would have done otherwise if the world didn't put a pause. I do think this, though unfortunate, has brought an opportunity um, of reflection and comfort and focusing on what truly, truly matters in this world. Um, The world has a tendency to be chaotic and busy, and I think this moment in time is probably one of the few brief moments where the world has to literally be put on pause. Right, right, right. And I I talk about that in my, I wrote a book about my experience in 9-11. I also wrote a book about my experience with COVID. And one thing I thought about COVID was talk about putting things on pause. I, I remember being in the hospital both times and I would I was so, I was nervous. I, I don't like feeling sick. I found the whole experience very physically painful. <laughs> and I don't really, who likes physical pain? I, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> and I just wanted to um, divert my mind from, you know, the fear of this alien that had taken over my body and was actively trying to kill me in a painful way. And I just, I tried to, you know, look at social media. And I remember scrolling through the news feed and seeing all these terrible stories and and articles that people were sharing and resharing about deaths due to COVID and it made me feel worse. And so I turned off the uh, social media. I remember turning on the TV and the same thing was happening. It seems like on every single channel, I couldn't find, you know, some silly thing to divert my brain and think about something else or, or turn off and think about nothing. Every channel was talking about something horrible due to COVID. I couldn't talk on the phone. I didn't have enough breath support to talk to anybody. And it was just one of those where, you know, you had to put all your electronics aside and, and all the things that you're used to doing to turn, tune out and tune off. I didn't have any of those. I was kind of stuck with me and stuck with my thoughts. And that was a time when I really felt that prayer was very, very helpful for me. It was just, it was just kind of me and God. And, um, you know, I was quarantined in a room and nobody could visit me. I was actually in a hospital in a town I'm almost never in. I didn't, I'd never even seen the hospital, much less gone into it. So in every way I was alone, but I didn't feel alone at all. I felt very much surrounded by, you know, the Holy spirit and just, you know, uh, just love and care, which was a whole different situation than nine 11, where I was surrounded by people in battery park, people screaming, thinking that was their their last moments on this earth. You know, I mean, certainly everybody was in a terrible chaotic state, but I technically was surrounded by people, but I'd never felt more alone. So those were two things that uh, was st- stood in huge contrast to me as I look back on both of those calamities. And um, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't trade, you know, that, that really, you know, scary COVID experience for, for what I had learned since 9-11. And another thing that was important to me was uh, the connection I had with people. You know, when we got back um, from the hospital, deliveries weren't happening. You know how we all just really rely on deliveries? Mm -hmm. Well, delivery people uh, had quit. They were afraid of getting COVID. uh, There was a a huge run for deliveries. And so they were overextended. There weren't enough workers. So we were told by, gosh, every pharmacy and grocery store in town, you know, we can't get your stuff to you for another week. Well, we had to eat and we had medications that we needed. And so we had to go old school. We had to rely on people 
So I sent out an email saying, hey, you all, and the Caring Bridge and social media and Facebook, I said, hey, y'all, I need to help. You know, we need this and this and that and that. And, um, you know, we're also used to being self-reliant and not have to worry and bother others. But in that case, no, we had to bother others (laughs) and to get the things that we needed. And people really came through for us. Um, Even my husband had celebrated his 55th birthday while we were both COVID positive. And I remember hearing uh, people singing outside the home and we walked out and I saw our two friends who had gone to, to a, I don't know, cake store, bought a cake for, for my husband and was singing. This wasn't six feet away. They were far away. They were, they had to sing really loud to hear us, but they were scared because we were very contagious and they knew it and we knew it. So they sang a very loud, happy birthday, took the cake and put it on the ground and sped off in their car. (laughs) So we had to race to go get that cake before the ants got to it. But I just remember thinking, you know, we lose something when we become so self-reliant and we take people out of the equation, because at the end of the day, we are what we have for each other. We're all we have. We're all we got. Absolutely. So just, uh, I commend you truly, um, with everything that you have gone through experiencing 9-11, I mean, I was really with when that occurred, so I, I understand the emotional effects a little bit, plus my dad was born in New York, but he was in Florida at the time, um, that incident, that event in history happened, so he, he was definitely affected by that particular event as well, and then 20 years later with this virus, um, if you had to give any advice to those during this season, um, what advice would you give truly? Well, I think that one thing that we can, we can easily do or not so easily do, but what we must do is turn what I call turn off the noise. There are times we really do need to put that computer down. We need to shut off the social media it just riles us up, gets us upset and sucks us in when on, honestly, oftentimes we need to be with ourselves. We need to be with our thoughts. We need to be with people around us and really be here, be now and be plugged into what they're saying and doing. So that is one thing that, you know, we're all addicted to, to, to the computer, to social media, to our gadgets. I get it. So am I, but there are times when we really do for our own mental health, put them down. I put down the video games, put down the TV, put down the computers, put down the tablet and connect with somebody um, or connect with reading something. But we need to we need to be present. And I think sometimes we're not it's easy to, to not be present and we need those breaks because we'll get overwhelmed. But again, I can't say enough about um, about connecting to a higher power and connecting with people. Because you know we're not islands, and if we are, and I understand, I'm an I'm an extrovert. I get it. I have lots of friends who are introverts, but even introverts, um, you know, we 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 need to connect with others. This isn't a time to be alone 24 seven. And I understand too, it's a personality type that a lot of people do have problems asking others for help. A lot of people are challenged in that way. We don't want to bother people, um, but you know, when we need help, we need help. And there are people out there who love to help others. A lot of people do, and it's not a bother to them. It's almost like, um, have you ever heard of, you know, I'm blessed to be a blessing. Yeah. A lot of people feel blessed to bless other people. 
a lot of people just, it's their love language. Find the helpers. You know, that's what um, Fred Rogers from Mr. Rogers Neighborhood used to say. Well, his mother used to tell him, <laughs> if you get into trouble, find the helpers. There's always people to help. And we, I, you know what? We all love to feel like I don't need help, but you know what? Every single one of us on this planet at different points need help. And we need to learn how to ask for it when we need it. And don't wait until it gets really bad to where we're just silenced. You know, we need to, we need to reach out. We just have to. <sighs> Absolutely. Um, I want to get on to the icebreaker segment, even though I'm enjoying sure. this conversation so much, obviously. Um, so I'll start with the icebreaker question, although it may come easy to you because you're an author, <laughs> like what? most authors who appear on my show, but I'm still going to ask it because it's part of my show. Um, if you had to come up with a title or a chapter, it could be a chapter or a series if you want. Either way, if you had to come up with a title or a chapter for where your life is currently at this precise moment with all the rings and notifications appearing and all <laughs> a little fun there what would the title be it would be one day at a time that's what my title would be because you know our lives have been rocked as everybody's has been that a lot of the things that that we did in new york city that we've done for the last 20 30 years are are in flux you know, our, 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 our life circumstances, like a lot of people's are in flux. And I'm somebody who loves to look in the future and make plans. I'm one of those people. I just will sit all day solving the world's problems. And I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And then I'm going to do this after I do that. And you know what? I can't do that right now. So I need to focus on each day and take each day as a time at a time. And, um, and tell the truth, I can do that. It's a discipline and I can do that. I just have to remind myself one day at a time I've got today and, and I'm, and today's going to be great. And, and it can be great. It has the potential to be great. And today is what I need to concentrate on. Awesome. So my title, um, would be, um, a warrior for change. Um, yeah. I think that's probably the best indicator or title or chapter. It's really become my life's mantra since January, 2020. Um, God plays the word warrior on my heart literally at the start of 2020 um I got diagnosed with diabetes on January 8th and he foreseen what I was about to experience that my life wasn't over my story wasn't over it's just a new um chapter to add to continue living my life so and diabetes is only one facet of my <laughs> life story I've undergone a lot in my life health issues from the day I was born and just Warrior is really symbiotic and represents who I am and where I am at my life right now from this point moving forward. So that's awesome. That's awesome. Thank you. So yeah. to my favorite part, and that's the icebreaker game. Um, <laughs> it's lots of fun. Plus I get to have fun because I get to laugh. But anyhow, you're laugh too. The game is called Song Association. You don't have to be an avid singer. You can be a shower singer, a yodeler. I know people yodel. Um, I don't think I have any yodel songs in here. Anyhow, how the game works is I give you a word 
And you can either sing it, rap it, yodel it. I don't know how you can yodel the words I have here. Um, from the second I give you the word, either it can be in the lyrics or in the song title. It would help to sing the song title if you can. <laughs> However, you have 15 seconds from the second I give you the word to work in your mindscape. What song goes with that word? All right. Um, that's about it. I'm going to get the timer out. Oh, and it has to be a natural song. It can't be a made up song. And right. I know some words are artists' name. Like, oh, there's Jewel and there's Faith, um, Hill. Yeah, you can't use artists' name. All right. Um, so that covers all the basics so the first word is heart hmm. <laughs> oh um Wow, that's like the easiest word ever. Like the easiest. And then nothing's coming to mind. Um, uh, wow. Do another one. Do another one. Okay, I'll do the next one. <laughs> There's so many songs that you have 15 seconds. So the next word. Let's try another one. The next word is words. That's important. No more words and no more promises alone. <laughs> no more words. That's a good old 80s song. Awesome. See, I have simple words. <laughs> Fun. So the last oh, wait, one. Okay, let me do it. Let me do a heart one. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay, you can do it. And we're past that point, but you can do it. Yes, my heart, he is wonderful. Yes, my heart, this is our chance. For a while I will stand completely still. Then I'll have to laugh and sing and dance. That was awesome. Yes, my heart. I forgot what musical that's from. <laughs> I believe you. That was awesome. I just wish you would have done that the first Hello. time. Hello. <laughs> it's heart. Like every single song on this planet has the word heart in it. <sighs> I'm okay. so proud. Oh, I wish I remember the artist that, because I feel like you would have knew, what's it called? I was thinking of a song that you may know, but you didn't say it. Um, that's gonna drive me crazy. I don't remember the name of the artist, but it's like it's a song that played every single um during worship at church. Um, what's it called? Open the eyes of my heart. Lord. I even know that in Spanish. Um, um, up, uh, open my eyes uh, with my heart. I want to be you. I want to see you. <laughs> oh my goodness. I'm just not swift tonight. 
No worries. So <laughs> the last word, now I <laughs> feel like I should change the last word. But um, this last word I changed recently. Um, I like to change up the third word a lot because <laughs> it makes it fun. Maybe I should have went with the last third word, but um, I'll tell you that after <laughs> what it was before. All right. So the last word is screen. Screen? Yep. <laughs> screen. <laughs> I'm I'm uh, I'm I am just no good at this game tonight. It's it's just for giggles. Um I can tell you the word it was before I changed it. <laughs> all right what was that one um the word before um th the third word before that was faith so um there is, faith. there is a voice calling keep walking you're not alone in this world where there is faith there is a peace like a child sleeping, hope everlasting in me. Oh, I can go on. <laughs> Good old Michael W. Smith song. Awesome. See, thank you for indulging me in that game. It's lots of fun. Maybe I should find a song that people can yodel. That would be funny because I know there's yodelers, but because... This is not a yodeling show, and we are at the end of this winding road, which is another song um, of this conversation, unfortunately. Do you have any links to share with my audience? Is your book going to be a movie? Is it going to be on the moon soon, <laughs> if that was possible? Give you us know, there has been talk of turning my 9-11 book into a movie, and I hope that that happens, because you know what? A lot of people think there have been a lot of movies made of 9-11 guess what there really hasn't been there's been very few so um I think there's more that can be said about that you know huge event that changed everybody's lives whether they know it or not so I think there's room out there but anyway uh, so my book is called out of the shadow of 9-11 and it is on Amazon under Christina Ray Stanton. And my COVID book is Faith in the Face of COVID-19. But if you want to read some of my articles um, on Facebook, I'm Christina Ray Stanton Books. And um, it's easy to Google me. I have a lot of um, articles out there that are kind of like many, many write-ups of, of my two books that I wrote. So yeah. Awesome. So maybe, you know, maybe your mouth to God's ears, maybe one day that the 9-11 will, will, uh, will, will make it um, into a movie. And it's not for anything for me. It's because I think my book brings out a couple of stories that aren't really told a lot about 9-11 that I think people should know, like the largest boat evacuation in history. I'd love to see the heroes that made that happen finally be recognized. So it's not about me. It's really about a lot of heroes that are unsung to this day. Absolutely. I truly, truly, truly hope that can happen. Um, thank you so much for joining me. This was a wonderful and inspirational conversation to myself and so many others. 
um, during this time. And thank you so much. Thanks for having me on and happy holidays. Yay. <laughs> happy holidays. Um, to all my listeners, thank you for joining us on this latest episode of the Words of Fire podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, if you like this episode, want to subscribe, tweet, send it to the moon. Here are the ways to do that. You can find us on Facebook at the Words of Heart Podcast. You can also find us on YouTube under the same name and wherever you listen to your podcasts, Apple, Spotify, and Google. Um, it is told recently that you can leave ratings or, yes, you can, I almost messed up my thought there. You can leave ratings on Spotify now. So if you are a Spotify listener, please leave a rating on this episode or any episode for that matter. And again, if you enjoyed it, like, subscribe, share it. If you could send it to the moon, let me know, because that would be absolutely awesome to reach the inner galaxy and beyond. But until then, feel free to let me know on social media as well. I am HeartWarrior25 on Instagram and HeartWarrior24 on Twitter. So again, stay healthy, stay safe, happy holidays, and until next time.